what patterns have you seen across all of your clients? Like what what were their relationships with money when they first started with uh, working mm. with you? I like that question. Yeah, most of it is scarcity. The you know usually the first I mean the fact that they actually invested in a program is already like <laughs> a big you know a big step for them because what you find is most people refuse to even put money to invest in themselves and that's something that needs to change um, even if it's like you know a few hundred dollars or like you know a cheap course like the fact that you are spending on yourself it's telling yourself that you believe that you're worthy for change and worthy to receive more. Welcome to another episode of Awakened Now What? I'm your host, Helen. And I'm your host, JR. Awakened Now What is a podcast that illuminates your spiritual awakening and ascension. Today, our guest is Kaki Lee. Welcome, Kaki. Welcome, Kaki. Hello. Hi, Helen. Hi, JR. I'm so excited to be here with you both. Thank you for being here. Uh, A little bit about yourself. You're an international bestselling author and the host of the Awakened Feminine podcast. But for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I am first and foremost, um, mom of two little girls, they're seven and three. I'm in Australia, so very far away from where you both are located. I Yes, I am the host of the Awakened Feminine podcast. I'm now a three times number one international bestselling author, just released um, my latest uh, collaboration yeah. book yay and i also teach people um, women especially how to make money on the u.s stock market so i'm the creator of the abundant goddess academy and i teach women how to make money on this u.s stock market in under 30 minutes a day whether the market's going up down or sideways so very good for busy entrepreneurs busy moms like me who don't have time to just sit there and watch the market so that's me in a nutshell i think that's awesome. Uh, so today, ladies and gentlemen, we we will be talking about money, and money with a, a different spin on it. Money with a spiritual spiritual spin to it. Uh, Kaki, what inspired you to teach women to make money on the stock market, and how did you first get into that? Yeah, I'll tell you my story. So. Um... A year before my youngest daughter was born, I actually bought a program to learn about this specific share trading technique. And like most courses, you buy it and you leave it on the shelf. And I went, all right, first day of maternity leave, I'm doing this course. So first day mat leave, I dedicated myself to start doing this course. And I remember I was in the hospital, just popped out a baby, calling my coach. And he's like, where are you? And I'm like, Oh, I just had a baby. I'm in the hospital. Yeah. And he's like, why are you calling me? I'm like, well, don't have anything else to do. So um, so that's how my share trading 
like journey into this specific strategy that I teach um, started. I've been share trading since I was about 18. My dad was very much into you need to invest if you want to get ahead in life. So um, then within six, seven months, I replaced my full-time income as a pharmacy manager in the hospital. So I went, cool, I don't need to go back to work. And so then I went, mm, all right, this, I need to teach this strategy. And it was just always in the back of my mind to write a program because the program that I did was really good, but it didn't bring in the spiritual aspects and the mindset as aspects right. into it. So it was very, the very masculine, logical, like strategy, this is how you do it. But as I was trading, I found that how my mindset was and where I was energetically really affected my success. So I could pinpoint every time I lost a lot of money, what was happening in my life. So that's why I went, oh, there's something to this. Right. And so I kind of like, it was just in the back of my mind. And then I was like, I was on this mission to like save the world when you first start out like three, no, three years ago when the pandemic first started. And um, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a life coach. I'm going to like save the world and help women. And I was thinking life coaching, right? Because I think everyone that goes on that coaching path starts off with life coaching. And I just remember one day I was actually on a strategy call with this lady. And I was going, I've got two things I want to do, but I don't really know. I want to write this course about share trading. I want to do life coaching. And it was like at this exact moment, we both went, oh, we can put it together. <laughs> and so that's why um, I decided to teach um, what I do because it's so important. We get taught, we get programmed that we need to work hard for our money. We need to hustle. We need to like, you know, burn the midnight oil, work long hours, but it is so not true. You can click a few buttons if you know what you're doing and actually create money very easily. Right. And it's just to piggyback off what you just said, it's all programming to the work, eat, sleep paradigm, right? That mm -hmm. the world, especially the US has created. You, you have to uh, go to school, you have to get a job, and then you have to save. And it's all this just this relationship that we have with money has been so, so programmed. What can we do to ch like you, you did it yourself, we, we first have to change our relationship with money, right? Is that correct? Yes. It and is. our, our, so our perception of it. So what are your tips and techniques and advice for the listeners out there who are struggling with money and struggling to make money? Yeah. I think the first thing is actually getting very clear and very honest with yourself with where you are with your money, because a lot of people, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money and they just think, oh yeah, everything's fine, but they also spend a lot of money. And then they wonder like, oh, where why don't I have any money in the bank? You know, I'm making like six, multiple six figure incomes and I still have nothing. So it's getting very clear on, first of all, where you are with your money. And this is a logical thing that you need to do, but actually laying out exactly what you have on paper, where you are at, okay, what loans you have, what assets you have, how much you have in the bank, all the things so that you can get a clear picture of where you are and then, so that is my biggest tip is actually start off with the logical and then you can work on your mindset because you need to know where you are first before you can actually change your mindset to then create change. And you're basically mm -hmm. creating a roadmap, right? Everything you're, you're auditing everything. You're, you're taking inventory of where everything sits 
uh, monetarily yeah. that you control. Exactly. Kaki, can you speak to like common myths, maybe like three common misbeliefs or myths that we, the collective tends to believe that you can help us change our mindset around? Yeah. I think probably the first one is that the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm. And that is a big one because you will see, you know, even if you watch movies, there is that programming that runs through where the, you know, the bad guys have all the money and then they, you know, terrorize people or do bad things. So, I mean, that's already programming in subconsciously without us even knowing so we need to remember that money is neutral, is how we use our money. So that's the, you know, common myth that um, I want to bust. The second one is that you need to work hard for your money. So I've mentioned this before. We The programmer, again, you know, Dolly Parton's song, working nine to five, you know, so that we can make a living, right? It's this, it's, is always there. If you actually start becoming aware of all the programming that you just see that you might not actually be aware of is all around us. So working hard for your money. Yes, we do need to do some work. You can't just sit there and manifest, like, you know, some people go, oh, you just need to sit there and meditate and manifest money. But (laughs) that doesn't quite work either because you are living in a physical world where we actually need to take action. So we need to, yes, we can do the meditation, but then we need to um, pair that with physical action. It doesn't have to be hard work. I mean, like what I was saying, I can press a few buttons and make money or there's other opportunities that I do where it's very easy. I don't actually need to do anything and money's coming in. So there's those, that's an, yeah. So that's another myth that I want to bust. And I think the third one is, is that we're not deserving. I, I think that runs very deep and, what I've found is when we don't think we're deserving of money, we the money doesn't come to us or it'll come to us, but it will exit another way. So one of the things that um, what I found is you can make money on the share market, but if you don't believe you are worthy of receiving that money, it will go out other ways. You might make $4,000 on the share market and go, yay, and then your car breaks down. And that $4,000 or even maybe extra $5,000 goes flying out the window and you're like, ah, what happened? Yeah. So those are the, yeah, three, three common ones. And I think they're not deserving one. People don't tend to know that they have that programming running in. Uh, you just bring up so many amazing issues and points. Um, money is energy, right? Money is energy. And the fact that you said we are all programmed by it. And it's, it's a deeper cro- programming, pro- programming than a lot of people realize is that when we change our perception and our energy behind money so that we are no longer a slave to it and that redirecting it and rechanneling it so that it, it flows through us, it comes to us as we choose. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's just changing your relationship with money as well. I want to bring up the, I mean, this is, this goes a little deep, but it's the, it's called the Babylonian money curse. Mm-hmm. And this is for all, for all the listeners out there. When, when money was created, there was a spell, there was, it was cursed. It was cursed so that the millions of generations after it would become slaves to it. And so 
uh, for me personally, I think it's it's important to break that curse, to break that spell, so, so that we no longer are a slave to it. And uh, I'll list a contract revocation in the show notes. It's a it, it revokes all all the uh, tacit consent agreements that we have to money. And I actually got this tip from Terry Smith, Helen, is to oh. um, go and park in front of a bank. Right, you're parking in front of any bank. Or it could okay. be the bank that you're currently uh, a member of. And you're, re- you're looking at the bank and you're reading this con- contract revocation saying, I no longer consent to all the bullshit and all, all the curses and, and all the spells tied to this money. And, and do that weekly and see how your relationship changes. And that, that's, it's so powerful. That was fascinating. I mean, I want to try it. <laughs> it is. I have not heard of that before. So, yes, <laughs> super <laughs> Uh, why, why the stock market? Why did you choose to teach women to make money on the stock market specifically? To be honest, there wasn't a particular rhyme or reason for it. It was just, um, so when I was like mentioned when I was younger, my dad was very much into the stock market and he's like, you want to get ahead, you need to invest. And I don't, I love my dad, but I think because he was self-taught, it was a bit like gambling. Um, so I did make money, but then I lose it. You know, there wasn't really um, there wasn't really a technique <laughs> as such. So fast forward to you know four years ago, um, when I saw the person presenting on his program, I went, "Oh, that is so fascinating!" And it it was just like my soul was just like, "You need to get that." And the fa- actually, there's a story behind this. I was actually at a property um, conference. So it was a conference around investing in property because I'm also love investing in property. And um, my f- that day I knew I was going to win something because I knew they had a door prize every single time, right? Uh-huh. And it was a $10,000 course that they have. And I just went, I know I'm going to win it. And then my husband's name got called up. I'm like... I thought it was me <laughs> when he was my husband. <laughs> but that's okay. He won. So it's both of ours, right? And um, we had actually seen this guy before, like, I think two years ago. And he came back on at that property conference. And I think because my husband won the course, he's like, okay, you can buy it now. <laughs> and from that, that was yeah, because I had so much success from it. I wanted other people to have success and realize that, you know, it is all in the programming. Because as soon as I started using the strategy and I played around and did different things myself, because that's what I do. Um, but it made me realize I'm like, oh, I don't need to be going to work, you know, eight, right. nine, 10 hours a day right. and traveling and leaving my kids at daycare. Right now, I can take my kids to school, pick up my kids from school right? and spend time with them. You know, so that's why I, yeah, find, I, I love the share market in that way. It's just thinking about, I mean, some, some of it is so depressing, right? Where there's so many people, I mean, even in Los Angeles, one of the most expensive cities to live in the world. And it was it 90% of the population in Los Angeles can't even buy a house. They can't even buy a house. It's ridiculous. It's insane. What are the housing prices over in Australia like? It depends on where you are. So I'm on the West Coast. So the houses aren't as crazy 
um, in terms of pricing as the East Coast. Uh, Sydney and Melbourne are the most expensive um, in Perth. But it is still very hard for people wanting to buy a house to get in because it is getting to that point where you, people can't afford to buy houses. Right. And the, the yeah. amount of minimum wage jobs there are, I mean, if you're working a minimum wage job, it, 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 it's impossible. It's impossible. Um, what patterns have you seen across all of your clients? Like what, what were their relationships with money when they first started with uh, working mm. with you? I like that question. Yeah. Most of it is scarcity. The, you know, usually the first, I mean, the fact that they actually invested in a program is already like <laughs> a big, you know, a big yep. step for them because what you'll find is most people refuse to even put money to invest in themselves. And that's something that needs to change. Um, even if it's like, you know, a few hundred dollars or like, you know, a cheap course, like the fact that you are spending on yourself, it's telling yourself that you believe that you're worthy for change and worthy to receive more. So for me, my clients, the fact that they took that step because actually all my clients have never traded before and mm. most of them actually would not have spent a dime on themselves. So there was something that attracted them with the program that I have. So that was the first one that they don't feel like they can do it is that lack of self-belief because the stock market I mean, when people think about the stock market, it is very like aggressive, it's very logical, it's all maths, it's, you know, graphs, it, it's very overwhelming. And especially if you do trade um, during trading hours, seeing the prices go up and down that emotional roller coaster, people can't take that because they're like, oh, my money's gone up. Oh, yay. Oh, my money's gone down. Oh my gosh. Like, what do I do now? There's, there's that emotional roller coaster. So what I find it is like, one, they're scared of losing money, which most people, I think that's a programming that runs deep because we don't believe we are supported. We don't believe mm -hmm. that we are always supported by the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we are, when with our upbringing, we get the programming of we're not supported. You go to work, you have that backstabbing colleagues or like you might have family members that, you know, put you down or whatever it is, you don't feel supported. So there's that lack of support, lack of security, lack of foundation, and also lack of self-love and self-love tying in with the worthiness aspect that we were talking about before. They come hand in hand to help receive money. So those are the main programs that run through the dis and the disbelief that you can press a few buttons and you can make money because we've been programmed to hustle. It's like, what? I, I just made what? $200. And I just like spent like 30 seconds pressing buttons. <laughs> what? Of course, there's, there is some research that needs to be done, but you know, I don't spend more than 30 minutes to 60 minutes per week to do that. So, you know, it's, it's that getting rid of that programming. And most of them, once they see it, it's just like, and I love the look on their faces when they're like, what? It just makes me so happy. So it's, those are the main programmings is the, um, you know, lack of security, the scarcity, the, you know, lack of self-love and self-worth and the disbelief that anything different to what they've been programmed to do all their lives is actually attainable. What 
kind of other changes have you seen in clients when they start to live in knowing that they have that support? I imagine that's something a lot of our listeners are going through. It's um, the confidence that they get from knowing that there are other ways. One of the big things that I push is multiple streams of income. So yes, you've got your job, you've got, if you've got your shared trading call or, you know, property investment, whatever, you know, you're into, that's fine. But it is so important because if we've seen anything in the last three years is that you can't rely on one source of income. You need mm-hmm. to be, be smart, right? Because if one source shuts down, what are you going to do about it? So when people start doing the program, one of the things is that they open their eyes to the unlimited possibilities that there are out there. Because once you open your eyes, you're like, oh, you can make money doing that and that and that. And a lot of those things might take a little bit of time to get started. But once you've got it like clockwork, it doesn't take a lot of time. Or there are things where it's very hands off. So it really, you know, depends on, you know, what your, um, your interests are. But I think is really building that confidence and building that realization that there is so much more out there than their job and that they don't need to be slaves to the system. That is the biggest takeaway and that they get from that. Yeah. And building the love for themselves and the security because um, they can see that they can do that now. That's amazing words. Amazing words, Kaki. And you're really just talking about self-mastery on an uh, individual soul level to rid this programming, right? And so to attract the necessary money that you need in your life, maybe more. What is there a daily practice that you do each day, uh, affirmations, meditations, um, with the intention to bring in more money into your life every day? Yeah. Do you see that as important as well? I'm not a big affirmation person because I'm one of those people that say it. I'm like, hmm, do I really believe that? (laughs) I'm just one of those people. So um, I feel like I'm lying to myself, even though I know it is powerful, the words that you say. So that's just me. And I know it works for people. So, you know, um, one of the things I like to stress is like, you know, what works for some fun doesn't work for other people. And it's okay if you don't do affirmations. But if you do affirmations, cool, go and do it. Uh, actually, um, at the beginning, there was a video on YouTube that I used to always watch and it was like this money abundance thing. And it was like all positive affirmations that they say and I'll watch it. But then um, I stopped watching it because it wasn't really doing much for me. But for me, um, the thing that I do is I always um, have conversation and I'm always filled with gratitude for what I have. So mm-hmm. the daily practice is gratitude for the money that I have and the money that will be coming to me and being actually having conversations with my money that's probably not a daily maybe that's more weekly practice so right. you can be like a crazy person and bring out your wallet <laughs> or your purse oh, yeah and right. yeah and just um and just talk to your money and whatever comes through don't judge it just accept it as what it is and to receive the messages right. from what your money w- wants to tell you if you don't use physical cash, your credit card would work. You know, your credit card's probably telling you you're spending too much. <laughs> you rein it in a bit. Um, but yeah, so those are the things that I tend to do. But gratitude is um, 
you know, the center of it because when we're always chasing what we don't have and we're not even grat- grateful for what we have right now, money's not going to come right? because you're, you're, you're actually pushing it away. You're like, well, you're not grateful for me. Why am I coming to you? <laughs> so yeah, gratitude and weekly, I will have a conversation with my money. I, I'm going to start doing that. I've never mm. thought of that. Having a conversation with my money because your money, yeah. when you have your money, it's, it's, it's a part of you. Um, and it's also rechanneling, redirecting that energy. Like, like we talked about. So I'm going to start trying that. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you're feeling overwhelmed, confused, or frustrated with your awakening, then make sure to check out our Awakened Mastery Journey. JR and I have created a 16-week masterclass to guide you on your journey to become a healer and teacher for others in this global awakening. For more information, click the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. That's a form of energy work, right? Because we know that money is energy. And so if we're talking to it and our words are energy, there is that exchange of energy that goes on. Yes, exactly. And something that um, is really powerful is having visualizing where money is. So when you do, you can talk to your money, but something that you might want to do as well, which is really powerful is just kind of go into a bit of a meditation and imagine in your mind's eye you're talking to money and then seeing what money looks like to you. So how far it is, how how no, how close it is, how far it is, how big or small, like what does it feel like? So then you can get a better sense of what your relationship with your money is as well. So speaking to your money is getting messages, but then visualizing is kind of getting that energetic feeling of where you are in your relationship with money. So if it's very far away, then you you feel like money is really unattainable because it's so far away from you. But if it's close by, you're like, okay, cool, right? You're all right next to me. We're good. Yeah, just things like that. That's so cool. This is such a fun conversation about money. I love talking about money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. We have to we we have to approach this conversation um, in an effort to change the the perception of it right i think a lot of people when they approach the when they broach the subject of money um they have this visceral feeling whether that be fear or scarcity or lack how what what do you teach your clients to know their worth a lot of it tends to come from their childhood experiences from their personal upbringing experiences what they've experienced in life so really the getting them to see their worth is actually breaking down the stories that they've been told all their lives. Mm-hmm. So is deeper work than just go and it's different for everyone. So it's deeper work than just saying, okay, you need to do all these things. I think probably the most, um, I guess to get started, it would be to actually start looking within and seeing what writing down what you've been told about money or what your beliefs around money are. And then you can work through and break those stories and find your worthiness and self-love for yourself. Yeah, I imagine all of your um, clients, each, I guess each first session must be like a, almost like a therapy session, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. And sometimes 
you you can't do everything at one go. So a lot of I'm very intuitive. So the sessions would be very much okay. Let's go into this like whatever comes up, and then we'll go into there. And depending on how big the story it is for them, it would depend on how long we spend on that. And maybe we only actually break one story down in that session before we can go into another one. And like you said, because they're from our childhood, it's, it can be like maybe even in our uh, uh, unconscious and unaware, right? Yeah, exactly. Because, um, you know, say, for example, if your parents have always given you money, right? You had no problems with money. That was one of my stories. I had no problem with money, right? Growing up, my parents Mm. gave me everything. Mm. So for me, money came easily until something happened. I'm like, what the hell is happening? I never took money seriously, right? Because it just came to me so easily. I never thought about like my relationship with money or whatever, because it wasn't even a thing until it became a thing. Wow. Um, I have an idea. So I am working on my relationship with money, Khaki. And I think I had the opposite of you where I am too serious about money. So I wonder if you, we can, and being vulnerable for our listeners, have you kind of teach me through some, through, yeah, raise my vibration with money a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to ask you, why are you so serious about your money? Yeah, so I think to give context, um, I've been, I have had this goal for my business to make 8K a month for like, I don't know, the last seven months or something. And it just feels so unattainable. So I like, I get so serious, like, okay, these are the steps that I need to do in order to make this money. And I'm like pushing myself and just like heads down, super focused, like got to make this money. And it feels serious because... I like, I really want to pay my bills. Like I can't, I like, I'm getting so much debt because I, I want to pay my bills. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally understand, especially when you're in your own business and you, you know, the income is so variable once you're in your own business. Are you having fun? Mm, as in fun being a businesswoman when, and working with clients? Oh yeah. All of it. Are you having fun? Uh, not too much. I could have more fun for sure. <laughs> yeah. And when you when you are doing all your business things, because like when you were talking to me, that energy of like, I'm pushing, I'm striving, I need to do all the things. Yep. <laughs> Money <Yeah>. like. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah. It's a good mirror already. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and- it's remembering that keeping the energy light right you can be serious about money we need to actually take money seriously but when you're in that energy of pushing and striving and doing all the things where you're not even having fun that energy Mm -hmm. is so dense like would you want to hang out with someone that's like that like wait. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm I like money doesn't even want to come near me because it's like, ugh, like her energy is like I don't want to be with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the important thing is having fun and this just just come came. Are you following 
all the things that you're being taught to do or are you following what you want to do when you're doing a business? Mm, such good intuition, right? I am. I mean, this is all leftover from um, very much stereotypical pharmacists as you can relate to too, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're taught policies and procedures and we follow policies and procedures. Heck, we're quality assurance specialists, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah we quality assure the doctors prescribing <laughs> yeah, yeah so thank you for helping me just release that and being that beautiful mirror so that I recognize like Helen true Helen is fun like Jared and I have a grand old time and laugh so much when we're just being our true selves and we yeah do. That lightness we do there's a certain yeah. lightness I love it I love it <laughs> yeah I love it. That was, that was really, really helpful, Kaki. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. I mean, just from my personal experience, how my relationship with money has changed. I remember I was almost homeless. I became, I was wow. on the verge of homelessness. And uh, it was a point where my mom had just lost her apartment in Northern California. She had to come down and move in with me and I had no money. I had just graduated from uh, post-production school. And I didn't know what to do. Uh, so what I would do is I would, I would apply to just any job I would, I would come across. I would text all my friends asking for a job. And I got two jobs. One was from um, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then the second job was from 7 p.m. to like 3 or 4 in the morning. So I did that for a few months. And I didn't care. I didn't care because I was just like, I need to make money. And at that point, my, my relationship with money was all fear-based. You know, I needed, I needed to make money. I needed to pay bills. And so my, my um, connection to myself, uh, I mean, was hindered. It was just like, you know, working like the, the, in the slave system like we talked about. And now I'm at a point where I've built up my career um, as a TV editor, um, slowly transi transitioning away because, I mean, I – money as a tv editor in la it's like boom it's like it's stupid <laughs> it's stupid money i'm at a point where i whatever uh job offer calls me and, and say hey we have this rate for you i'm like no i do i will not accept that and that's part of knowing your worth like you talked about correct yes it's like learning when to say no and learning when to, uh to step away from something that you know you can bring more to the table exactly and you know, thank you for sharing that story because there's probably people going, well, Kaki, um, well, you've got the resources to invest and do all the things. Well, I'm like, you know, what JRR's, you know, doing, I'm struggling. I'm working like, you know, 10 million jobs, like what he was doing before. How am I supposed to even get ahead? Hmm. And that's when we need to be really grateful, really work on that gratitude right. and know that you can and have that faith and that belief that you can get out of it because right. people tend to just spiral. They're like, I can't change my life. Right. Tony Robbins was a janitor, right? He was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. I also didn't know. Interesting. Tony Robbins was a janitor. He had like, you know, very little money when he went to his first personal development course or whatever he was doing. I remember that, I remember that story because if Tony Robbins was a janitor and he can make it to this big now, you can do it as well. So is having mm. that faith 
and taking the steps because when you are in those situations, it's really easy to give up because like, why bother? But just remember that you have that potential and you can change your life if you want to change your life. Just to kind of expand on this conversation a little bit further, I'm currently doing the Silva method. Um, um, oh, yes. Taught by Vishen Lakiani for Mind Valley. It's a one month training program. And this is for, I mean, a good exercise for the listeners out there. So, one of the exercises in, in, in the course is to take a piece of paper, fold it in thirds, right? And he says to, in the first column, to write experiences. And under experiences, you're writing everything that you want to experience. And for me, Helen, I was like, I want to experience the number one rated podcast. I want to get $10 million in salary a year (laughs) and like a one month trip across Europe and Asia. And he says to get big and to get bold. And uh, he, this is a great quote from the course. It says, are those um, questions worthy of you? Are those questions worthy of you? And so you're looking at your questions like, yeah, she's like, shoot big. Just like make it big. Don't think small. And, you know, in, in the growth column, it's like, how do you want to grow? Um, the last column is contribution. And I put, uh, I would like to donate a um, million dollars a year to a, pa- a charity that I'm deeply passionate about. And so I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm curious to see how this all will play out in the next five, 10 years. So, yeah, for the listeners out there, try this exercise experiences, growth, and contributions, and write down everything that you can think of in each column and shoot big. Don't think small. I think that will, that alone will help you change your relationship, not only with yourself, but with money and, and, and spirituality in general. That was a great share. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Yeah. It's a a really great program. It's a really great program. Um, I want to hear some of the success stories, Kaki, of your clients. Where, we, we heard where they were, um, or at least generally. Where are they now? What's the some of the success stories? Yeah. So um, one of my clients, she's actually in her 60s and wanting to retire and wanting to retire and knowing that she needs to be able to be able to create more money in her retirement because we have something called superannuation here kind of I think like 401k equivalent to what you guys have over there and it's not enough to retire on and actually live a comfortable life so my client is actually retiring at the end of March and yeah and she's making about four percent return on her investment every single month Every yeah. month, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, cons- like that's yeah, that's a good conservative um, return on the investment. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. And then I've got another client who is, you know, just wanting to step back from working so many hours and have that choice to not work if she doesn't want to. So now she's building that investment because a lot of my clients, they don't have, you know, most people don't go in and go, I've got $100,000 to put into the stock market. They start small, but is knowing that her money is continuously growing at about 2.5% per month. 
Wow. So, yeah, just things like that. Yeah, where where they're like, oh, cool, you know, I know that this money is growing and she's putting more money into her, her like, um, investments, you know, each month with her salary so that then it can grow faster. So just, yeah, just things like that where you're just like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Because, you know, they were so stuck and they were thinking that they'll need to, you know, not retire at a certain age or like have to work for the rest of their lives in the system. They, they like, it's not like they don't like their jobs. That's the one thing. It's not like you don't like your jobs, but you also want to be able to go, if I ever want to step out of my job, I can do it any time. And I don't need to be under the, under the, ah, oh, I can't think of my words, but you don't need to be ruled by the system. Like you don't need to, yeah, follow the system. You can just go, I want to step out of the system whenever I want to. Jackie, to, to kind of tie in the wonderful exercise JR shared, um, it brought up desire. It brought desire to mind. So I was wondering, like, in in your relationship with money and how you understand it, what is that dynamic between our desires and money? Mm. So one of the things that I teach my clients is that you need to have a reason for money to come to you. So you have to have that desire, right? Because I can go, I want a million dollars for what? Money is like, well, what are you going to have that million dollars for? Are you going to just splurge it, right? If you watch, see the lotto, lottery winners, you hear about it, they get all this money and then it just like flies out the door because right. they don't know how to hold it, right? So one thing is actually having that, having a desire, having a reason why you want that money. And remember, you're always supported. And that's mm-hmm. when, you know, that money will come. Obviously, that desire, it can't be can't be for bad <laughs> so you're like i want a million dollars to tyrannize the world uh, maybe money might not come but if it's you know what what is meant for you and your you know your soul's deepest deepest desires then it will it will you'll be supported mm, so there's the spirituality in that because it's allowing our soul's desire to express mm, exactly um what are some of your tips for passive income yeah if you can create like an evergreen course that's always good to that's a great way for passive income because then it's just there and people can just buy it and you Mm -hmm. can update it whenever it needs updating if you ever feel like it needs updating um other things that um that are good if you have the if you have the money to do it um property investment um, for me was a good passive income generator. Yeah. And, um, there's, there's actually lots of opportunities out there. Actually, the other thing, um, writing eBooks and selling it on Amazon, that's another great way for passive income, creating, um, kind of like a print on demand type of business where you actually just, you know, obviously passive still requires that upfront work. It's just, just sort of mentioned that for people who yeah. are like, oh, I can just get into it and not do anything. So right. um, creating products that, um, yeah, print on demand products are good for that passive income because once you've created it, then it just kind of works like clockwork as long as you have all your systems right. aligned. There's so many things out there. Um, there's opportunities where you can also get people to trade for you. 
obviously be very discerning because there's lots of scams out there. But if you have trusted people that have done those things before, you can jump onto those kind of platforms where they kind of pull everyone's money and trade. Um, and yeah, there's, there's many things The the biggest thing is actually opening your eyes and not be skeptical, but don't let skepticism stop you from taking the action. I'm excited. I just want to go make money now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, having this conversation, like it excites me. It excites me. It's, it's reprogramming great. those neural, old neural pathways for myself and for everyone out there who listens to this podcast about money. And I can see mm -hmm. why your clients gain so much value from you, Kaki. This is amazing. Thank you. So I heard recently that the more we open our heart, the more prosperity comes to us or that we're open to prosperity. Can you speak to that? So your heart is like your gateway for receiving. So whether it's receiving money, good relationships, messages from spirit, that's where it all starts. So really helping opening your heart is a definitely a great way to bring in more prosperity. I yeah, 100% um, heart opening exercises are really important. Um, one of the things that I like to do is chant ah, because ah is the sound for the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just put your hands on your heart and yeah, do some breathing and just uh, and that would help. Yeah, that's an exercise that I like doing mm. to open up your heart. Or even heart to drop bit. down. Yeah. And even to drop down into your heart because sometimes we just in our head so much. Mm -hmm. Something that's really quick that I learned is, you know, that little dip between your collarbone. Yeah. 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 If you tap on it. Uh, uh, and you drop straight <laughs> down into your heart. Uh, yeah. That would just relaxing. Help. It uh, is. Yeah. yeah. So you can kind of sit with that in like a 15, 30 minute meditation. Yeah. You kind of do that. Whatever drop down feels good. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, the, the Institute heart math, right. I think they, they, uh, proved that the heart was 5,000 times uh, more powerful magnetically and electrically than the mind. Mm -hmm. And it, the heart also mm -hmm. builds its own neural collect connections separate from the brain so that when we exude these energies, people can feel that. And we, and then mm -hmm. we then become magnetic attraction to whatever, like you said, more money, more money, mm. and changing our relationship to it, man, such a fun convo. I hope the <laughs> listeners gain so much insight from this. Like really, I really <laughs> hope they do. We have reached the now what portion of our episode. You, you dropped so much wisdom and insight about money throughout this podcast. What last pieces of advice do you have for our listeners moving forward to help them change their relationship with money? Mm. I think I really would love the listeners to really get clear about where they are with their money. That is what my greatest wish is because that is what you need in order for you to even make that change. Ladies and gentlemen, the Miss Kaki Lee. And where can the listeners find you? Yeah, so if people want to find me, then they can go to my website, which is www.kakilee.com. 
Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is Kakiverse888. So K-A-K-I-V-E-R-S-E 888. Perfect. I'll make sure to drop all that info in the show notes. Um, If you like this episode, please subscribe. I'm your host, JR. And I'm your host, Helen. Join us over on the Discord so we can talk about more things money and start building our relationship with it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you you so much for being here, Jackie. Thank Thank you. you. Until next time, everybody.